This podcast was recorded on June 16th, 2022. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and people outside the binary. Broken Class is back in session. I'm your discussion leader, Thomas Huda. Today, I have a really exciting pair of guests here. I don't often do it like this, but I felt like it would be an awesome time to have an overdue chat with both of these gentlemen at the same time. M5 Vibe, yes. amazing hip-hop artist uh, in our community, and Traylon Day, uh, I would have to say founder and CEO, right, of the Day in the Life Entertainment. Yes, sir. You got that. Excellent. So out here promoting opportunities for people to come get down and enjoy shows and also for artists to, to show out and do their thing. So um, these are really two excellent people here to you guys are going to get a lot of wisdom from and probably will have some fun, too. Sure. <laughs> and on that note, what is the controversial opinion that you guys have about anything? I think we need to go with M5 first. I, I, this he's is the most nervous about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> very controversial. I'm going to get a, a lot of hate from this. I might get canceled for this. Uh-oh. But um, Android is better than iPhone. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. then. Ah, so I don't know if you've ever, like, SMS someone a video. That should look trash. <laughs> that should look trash. Hold on. Hold on. Because Mac... Has such a grip on the game. I'm not trying to get sucked into the into that black hole. I'm not trying to get sucked into them. And and mm. granted, yes, they have some features that I wish Android would have. Right. But it's just my personal opinion. Like oh. that's what it comes down to. I, I don't I'm like a- iPhones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Literally being filmed by one right now. Um, <laughs> watch we'll it, just black watch you it. out of the video. No, he doesn't like the phone, so we're not gonna fucking. It's gonna glitch. It. It's gonna glitch this whole thing, and then we're gonna do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Just blow up in your face. <laughs> no, I, I can appreciate the decentralization of Android, where a lot of companies can make phones. Mm-hmm. Right. That just makes sense. Yeah, I don't like monopolies. Right. It just is happens to be that Apple just makes a product that is like they figured out how to make the shit that your grandma can use but your 13 year old cousin can use and everywhere in between and that will make right. you go bankrupt and, and uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm keep it 100 yeah these iPhone prices I'm just like man you know and accessories man because you gotta keep it going you want the oh, AirPods you right. know what I'm saying you might want you know the watch to go with it so it's like you got card notes you know rent you know, life insurance policies going on oh, there, gonna, you know. You're going to turn um, it to an apple. He said you're going to turn it to an apple, you know. Um, you're not j- wrong. Um, yeah. I just, you know, me growing up, it was just like the hype around the iPhone. Everybody wanted it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just like when I was growing up and everybody wanted certain uh, uh, Jordans, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just like, you know, I'm, I want to stand out. So that's why I wear like, you know, different shoes or you know, I, I would go about it a different way in different styles, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I feel like with Android and iPhone, you know, I get an iPhone and an Android. Like, I I get an Android for all my family folks and then get the iPhone for all my business yeah. stuff just so I can stand out like, oh, y'all, what y'all, y'all versus? I'm, I got yeah. both of them. Now what? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It makes sense to have dexterity in both of those because, yeah. because I feel like part of the reason there's this Android versus iPhone yeah. like cult of person, cult of mentality is that you're kind of locked in once you get it because you become so comfortable. It's like a personal, yeah. it's a team. personal assistant is this device here. Yeah. I think that's what it happened to me. I, I got, I caught on late. To be honest with you, I caught on late to the iPhones. I already had an Android mm-hmm. and I had iPods or whatever. It's like, oh, I was like, I already have an iPod. I don't, uh-huh. don't want to get an iPhone. I'm, it's too much Apple. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. and then after that, like you said, I just became comfortable with Android and uh, now everything is turning into Apple. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. Apple. So I'm like, uh, like, I'm still not switching over though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it is also, and I'm looking forward to getting to 
to Traylon's thing too, uh, controversial opinion, but um, with phones in general and with our cre- increasing reliance on these these devices that that they they mine these rare earth metals, right? right. And and yeah, it sucks that like you know apple's product is expensive because of price gouging like you know all these products are expensive because of price gouging we should be willing to pay uh you know a a, a premium price for a product if the whole supply chain was fair but the sad reality is we've got children in developed countries with no labor rights mining these cobalt and these and lithium and these rare earth metals so what i what i wish i would i wouldn't wish like honestly i mean it, it might be generic. My people might think it's generic, but I wish that, you know, just everybody has somewhat that like you choose the size of your phone, what, whatnot, but like mm. interchangeable parts. So you're not giving your phone back and they're making new phones. I like just, just right. building new upgradable parts. Right. You're an enemy to capitalism. When you say that though, <laughs> you that know, I mean, the planned obsolescence model, it's yeah. like they literally have been caught so many times. Not only did they invent their own screw called the pentalobe screw. That was like, well, you got to have our special screwdriver to open it up and flip, flip the battery out. But also, been caught saying yeah we're slowing down our older devices so they don't work as you, fast you must get my upgrade <laughs> i know it's you know it's sad you I gotta pay the toll to yeah. enter you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> each each level you go you gotta pay a toll you know what i, know, I mean i know what we own iphone what and it's lines out the block anytime they release a new fucking <laughs> even if it's like the little se alternate fucking different color we got product red yes, out sir. now it's like I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, just like with the game consoles. I mean, what we gonna have an Xbox Seven Twenty, uh, uh, a <laughs> Ten Eighty, like you know what I mean? So it's gonna keep going. But you that's gotta what keep they get you. Upgrade. They get you when you're young. Mm-hmm. They gotta get they gotta get you addicted to whatever product they're gonna be selling you for the rest of the, your life. Yeah, that's so. actually something my dad was pissed about. That coming to our schools, he would see in the computer labs was all Macs, those mm. big Macs with the big see through color oh, plastic. I don't in the remember back. those. Yeah. yeah, because like. Because like uh, he was like they're they're starting they're doing exactly they're that they're like they 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 went after the schools they cornered the market on the schools mm-hmm. and so now they're gonna have everybody using Apple products in 10, 15 years Thomas I'm like well now he passed away last year so rest oh. in peace man he rest was, in peace you man. was right yeah rest in peace man for real yeah anyway Mr Day oh conf- controversial topic. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh man, bro! Appreciate you, yes, sir. <laughs> Nature getting to me, man. Hold on now, for the Nature audio listeners. Five appreciate just you. flicked a bug out of Day's hair. You feel me, like man? That's no. true. that's true stuff. I appreciate he, yeah, that. He, he was one with Nature. He's like, yeah, man, let, me, let me how that day real quick. <laughs> He's telling me yeah, how that day real quick. Um, but uh, a controversial topic, uh, I would have to say, like when people be like, you know, um, you know, fuck the middleman. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like. Uh, you know, with a lot of endeavors, you know, business, you know what I'm saying? Having someone in your corner, you know, as 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 a representative, um, a person who can be able to uh, talk for you when you're not that type of person or yeah. you're not you're not um, able to in terms of time that you have available. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that having somebody in your corner is just valuable. You know, two heads are better than one type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the narrative right now, we just, we see a lot of people saying, you know, I want to be by myself, for myself, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get it for me and fuck everybody else. But, you know, in all reality, you can't get to your ultimate goal by yourself. You're going to need some some type of assistance. So. You know, trying to have somebody on your side or having somebody that you can just reach out to as a resource, you know what I'm saying, is always valuable. Hey, man, I totally can appreciate that and your experience knowing yeah. the value that you have brought and also the people in your field have brought to communities. 
Um, it's kind of funny when you talk about that, the middleman, the person connecting people. Mm-hmm. I The most relevant thing I can think of to connect with it is, have you seen the movie Office Space? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, Smashing yeah. computers and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my video, It Ain't Nothing, from 2014. We recreated the printer smash in a field. Oh, that Say less. It was, it was shout out. Check that out. I have to send that to you guys. That's probably my best made video. <laughs> and... Um, well, until this new shit drops, meal yeah. prep with Simone Bound, Octavius, Octavius Media. Uh-oh. Shout out video. Octavius we've, Media. We've man, had a video real. in the can for months and months, and I'm just excited to drop it. Man, That's what's up. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, so with Office Space, you guys, I don't know if you remember this one character. I don't remember his name. I think it was Wachowski or something. Big guy. He's the guy who gets a big disability settlement because he he gets hit by a car or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, but when they bring in these consultants to the Inatech business, they bring in the Bobs. Everyone has to meet with the Bobs to see if they can keep their job, right? right. And so the Bobs are trying to figure out what Spikowski, what Wachowski does, right? And uh, he's like, because uh, they're like, so you take the forms from the IT people and you bring them to the sales people. <laughs> Why couldn't we just have the IT people bring them to the sales people themselves? And he says, because they're not people skill. They don't have people skills. I have people skills. What the hell is wrong with you people? Yeah. Come on now. And uh, But that's real. That's mm-hmm. real. Some people have a personality where they can connect. And I can tell, Trey, because of the, the way you built a relationship with me, with other people I know, off of just a few interactions, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that you have the ability to connect with with anybody, mm-hmm. any kind of personality, mm-hmm. see what they're about, what they want to do, and how to connect them with other resources and opportunities. I appreciate that because yeah. again, yeah. you know, not everybody's social. You know, you we have a lot of people who have anxieties. You know what I'm saying? PTSDs, and you know, I feel like with those people, they they don't have those opportunities showing up a lot more. Or they devalue themselves or put themselves in a box where it's like, you know, I can't I can't move to the next level because I'm always, you know, going through this hump where it's like I can't do that because I'm I'm scared or nervous or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, And I feel like just, you know, it doesn't have to be me personally, but anybody, you know, always reach out to somebody in your corner that can be able to assist you when needed. You know what I'm saying? And whatever that. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has their strong suits. For sure. Basically, yeah. For and, sure. And weaknesses, and that's that's what somebody's strong in, you might be weak in, and, and that interaction, you know, is needed. I think, yeah, just like some people like just good, like saying good with people, uh, good with people. Some people yeah. go with business. Some mm-hmm. people like creative, and sometimes mm-hmm. that does not intermix with the same, same individual. But then also, like, I already know that scammers like sc- scammers be out there i think that's what kind of jaded me a lot that's what jaded me a lot from working without like working outside of the people i normally work out because uh, like i've been scammed before and so, that's real yeah so i was like so whenever somebody comes with me to a proposition i'm like i don't know if i can trust you and then yep. that just keeps building building up to us like no nah, i don't want to work with you and that's oh, real. i've known yeah. people in this community for a guy i don't I, I don't feel i need to drop his name but you know he was working with gift of gab r.i.p mm. from black delicious mm-hmm. yeah rest in amazing peace amazing sure. mc and basically gab you know was never a very digitally savvy guy so this other guy was like kind of handling everything and saying oh i can help you with features and putting collaborations together and, and telling people Give me five hundred right now, and I, and then a, a five hundred later, we're gonna chew a gab verse, and then shit fell fell through, you know, on some so many occasions. Oh because wow! Of, and did that guy view himself as a scammer? Probably not. 
a lot of narcissists, a lot of people, they don't view themselves as the ones who are out there snaking. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You should have you hit me up twice as much as you already hit me up, you know, but, which is already but, hundreds of phone calls. But that goes yeah. back to what I was just saying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of people who have tainted people to where they don't even want to trust them. You know what I mean? And that's why we have that narrative where people are like, I'm, I'm doing it by myself. I don't need no team because, you know, once you go through so many of those interactions, it's a wrap. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You ain't going to. Put yourself out there to get in the team. You it's know like three saying? strikes, you're out, or maybe even two. For it's sure. Like if you do me do me wrong enough once or twice on a bad enough level, we're not fucking with each other. For yeah. sure. Um, Marcus, you have made when I, when I hear like that you have only been doing music for since when? I dropped my first single, 2018. 2018. Yep. So less than five years, gentlemen and ladies, and the, you know my intro. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I am very impressed with the obviously this the quality of the music. We met once in a it was called Game Pub. Now it's called uh, or Sure You Can League, and then Game Pub, and now it's now it's John the old John Henry's location. You might not even remember, but we met in that bar and the video games. Yes, yeah, oh, the video game bar. Yeah, yeah. that place is dope. I love. Yeah, and they had the best French fries. Shout out them, mm-hmm. the best some of the best French fries in the city. Oof, nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, and we were talking a little bit, and you showed me your Instagram, and you and I think held a phone up to my ear, and and was was showing me your music because you know, we both we both do hip hop, mm-hmm. and I could see a lot of positive, but I could also see a lot of like the roughness to mm-hmm. the mix, first especially the mix, the delivery, mm-hmm. which is now one of your absolute strong suits in my opinion, um, both of those things, but um, the a, amount of movement that you've been able to make and the amount of ground you've been able to gain in our community i just don't believe that you haven't been doing it as long as <laughs> yeah, I believe you could have been doing it for 10 years yeah. and i guess my question though to not make it all just about like ooh, he's so good uh <laughs> is um you know partnerships and you've been you've been able to see the value of the middleman through trey mm-hmm. you've been able to see that that community development so how can you speak to what he's been able to do um in your in your career in your in your life Oh, just just that. Like the first of all, the friendship. Like we met. Mm. Oh, we met through a, another artist friend. Yeah. And little did I know that it would become this friendship. I didn't know at that time. Like it's kind of crazy how how things work out. Yeah. But uh, same thing. I saw him. I saw him. And what what were you? You weren't doing any of this at the time, right? No. So Dana Life Entertainment wasn't even a thought in my head at the time. And also has popped yeah. off in just a few years, and it will continue to grow. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So. Um, what at that time I was just going to LCC. Um, I, my major was a uh, what was that? Uh, hospitality. I was going to try mm. to become a chef or you know kind of in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know from from there, uh, my our our mutual friend, you know, she was like, yeah, I, I got a couple friends out here, you know that that do music and stuff like that. And then uh, one day she just brought him over, and then I was like, oh, what's going on, man? You know, he was like, yeah, I'm from Georgia, I'm from Vegas, and yeah, the rest is history, bro. Yeah, and then just to see how he, how he, I've grown, and then people see that, but then watching other people grow, and then in particular, uh, Trey, watching him grow to, from that moment to like what it is right now, day in life entertainment, like, and what he's what he's creating is incredible, like, and and like you said, he has that personality to connect with different folks, you know, and that's amazing. I mean, I feel like I could do that too, but he does that on a whole different level. Yeah, you know, so I appreciate uh, that, man. For yeah. Real. 
for I appreciate that. And also, bringing a wide range of characters into the fold. I feel you could be doing, uh, you know, helping Plato out with a show on on man. some hippie hop mm-hmm. shit. Hey, yeah. shout and out Plato, be, man. That's yeah. my guy shout right Plato, there. Man. You could be doing some, I don't know, some shit at the Big Dirty where it's fucking totally different turn up vibe for sure, man. You know, <laughs> and I, I like that, man. I like to just you know grasp all genres, man, all type of experiences, all types of backgrounds because you know I'm from Vegas. It's just a big pot of different cultures Mm -hmm. different races and i love it man i love to just embrace different things Mm so you know when i'm out here in eugene that's the type of vibe i want i want to just mingle with everybody you know connect everybody because again it's a small town yeah but you know it ain't small when everybody can be able to work with each other yeah and then like i've seen him like say like just like saying from the small coffee coffee shop gigs like if you will yeah to to like shows like uh, did you promote for ciroc and uh and Slum Village. Yes, I did. And to big acts like that, you know what I'm saying, to see, and then to know that, okay, Trey's doing his thing, and on top of that, he's getting, soaking up all that knowledge of just, of just, from from the artist's, who have not gained that popularity yet to the artists that have mm-hmm. yes. and being able to learn all that all that in the process. I'm like, man, Trey, like it's it's only gonna go up for Trey. That's so, dope how you how you said that. You know, being able to have that perspective from somebody who's just starting out and then somebody who's already solidified. That's mm-hmm. that's the best part about what I do because I can meet everybody where they at. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing I feel could be an elephant in the room is like, okay, these major, uh, bigger hip hop markets and bigger mm-hmm. markets in general, mm-hmm. in Detroit, you got the shelter, you know, you got yeah. you got built in venues, places where everybody knows that the community is in Eugene, Springfield, Lane County. Hip hop has had to be nimble. Hip hop has had to be able to pervade spaces that for sure. Shout out everybody who's put in that work to get it yeah. in for sure. Especially exactly. uh, Sean Kelly, like and uh, Wildcraft. I see him really, really, really pulling for hip hop. One, one of the places I can really like think about when I think about hip hop, I think about Wildcraft Cider because like yes. I feel like he always pulls in hip hop acts, preserving so, it. Man, that's yeah. the home for hip hop right now. Is my feel, you know, mm-hmm. because. When I, because I've lived here most of my life, and I would say 2012 to 2017, Lucky's was the place for hip hop, and they mm, ultimately really? there was a there was a monthly, there there was a weekly there mm. on Wednesdays, and mm-hmm. it became a uh, called second it became called Second Nature, where it was just the second Monday of every month or something, and mm. then eventually it dwindled to where. You know, I don't see any hip hop happening out of there. Was it hip hop shows, or like, was it an open mic, or like, what? What was it? A just dance? That's interesting. Well, you the, said Lucky's. I'm like, man, I'm like now isn't too, that I'm funny? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, wow. Yes, no, I, that's some of my first earliest performances were there, and mm. that was kind of the place that would book hip hop. And so, the, with the weeklies, they would do. They had a little bit of built in crowd. It would always have like open mic cipher kind of fi- vibe at the end. Mm. But touring acts, you know, these mid level mm. touring acts. Open Mike Eagle came through, like uh-huh. and played there. I, 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 a bunch of people. I can't remember. I mean, uh, this guy Task One, who uh, was, he would have been huge off Team Backpack. Turned out he was biting like sixty or seventy percent of his bars. It was crazy. It was crazy. But he would have been huge, man. He was already. <laughs> he would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody been thought it was huge, tight. Man. Like, this guy's so tight. He's tight. He's as tight as fucking. Man, he's stealing from like he 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 had the audacity to steal from like people that were legends in the underground and oh, that he thought like oh if I pull from their early album or some shit like no one's gonna know I get the oh, whole verse man. like. Can't be posing out here, man. Yeah. Can't be posing out here in the hip-hop industry, man. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that's that's, um, helpful for what you present, what you guys both present to the world, Mm. is the merch game. Oh, man. Love it. That demonstrates the legitimacy of the hustle, the grind, having enough revenue to print those beautiful shirts with 
Julian's face and Marcus's face yeah, and your yes face. Sir. And yes, sir. Shout out Lola Buckwild. Shout out Paint Julian the Beat. Outlaw, you know what I'm saying? That whole series, man. That, that was a dope venture that oh, we yeah. did for sure. Yeah. Right, speaking of merch, which was grateful who of everybody who's picked up my merch. But I think going back to something that's controversial, and I don't think it's really that controversial, but like it took me a long time to even want to do shirts because I just understand yeah. like it's just to me it's just waste. Like it's like what and I was really trying to break my brain up of how how to economically like or economically really create um uh merch yes. that was, that's not really impacting the environment granted and i feel like i feel i don't know i was still trying to but at the time i was like no i need to have something to begin with and then figure it out from there Absolutely. so uh um, yeah and i was i was looking at uh people who did uh was hemp shirts i'm like okay hemp like you throw that stuff away uh by the biodegradable so people who do hemp, but that's so expensive to really uh do yeah. merch with him yeah. so uh i'm still i'm still thinking about that you know what i'm saying but awesome. but yeah it was killing me at, at the very beginning to, uh-huh. to really want to do that when i in my head i was like man that's not really what i want to do but that's the formula that's being made right now so you know what uh, though i get that but you know putting something in someone's hand at a show is how they remember you the next day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm sure Dude. you realize that over time. Oh, definitely, just, yeah. Is, and that's one of the things that's hard about putting out albums nowadays is 10, 10, 15, 20 years ago, people had CD collections. Mm-hmm. Right. I think everybody might still have a CD collection, but it went from this to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I think what, oh, yeah. was, what was very You're not even popping it in. It's just a relic to keep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what was very interesting about Five uh, is when, when he first started doing his merchandise, he was giving people bracelets. And it was something that was very unique and it was very inexpensive. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, you get his logo, you get his name, had a little, you know, a little bedazzlement to it. You know what I mean? And I felt like, you know, with people who are going to shows, you know, you're paying for drinks, of course. But you're paying for the, uh, the, the show price. And, you know, when it comes down to merch, you probably only got a couple dollars, you know what I'm saying? So it was real dope to see him be like, you know, come buy this two, three, you know, five or five dollar bracelet from me. You know what I'm saying? Go home with this where it was like versus, you know, somebody with a thirty dollar shirt. So it was like, you know what I mean? Having different tiers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that that was dope. You know what I'm saying? Especially uh, when uh, what was that? Hi-Fi was in session. I mean, Mm -hmm. Hi-Fi was uh, happening. Yeah. Yep, yep, oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Before Before it was called the bracelets yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah so I shout out. Uh, this is how well connected my friends 20, here are. They yeah. just keep shouting people out. <laughs> <It's> 20, <laughs> every, every shout out 20 Second Hell. 20 Second Hell came through with those bracelets. And, and uh, I just picked the designs, but he made them all. So shout out to them. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, for, almost, I still have those bracelets. So I almost forgot about that. Shout out. That's nice. Dope. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, just just and, I, and I'm definitely for understanding, wanting to give something. But in my head, it's like, how do I do it in a different kind of way? So I'm right. still yeah. racking my brain on on how to do that. Yeah, you know. So yeah, no. And then uh, when you go, I, I I heard a DJ Shadow clip when he was talking about basically when people are digging through crates of vinyl mm-hmm. at a record store. They are digging through a bunch of broken dreams. Usually, it's usually you know artists who was able to get an album or two with the deal never never popped off on anything big, Man. and now they're in the forty nine cent bin. Man. You know, and that's when I yeah. can't help as an artist to think if I'm pressing up like a thousand copies of my CD, I am just polluting. That's I it, am you know? just polluting. <laughs> and that's Man. but it was- but it's beautiful to overcome that and have 
the confidence to recognize that you're putting out something of value, even yeah. if you you worry about whatever the eco uh, in, impact of it is. Yeah. Because sure. the problem with confidence in that vein of not having enough confidence to do what you're trying to do, Marcus, as actually who someone who rocks a mic like fucking champ, is the people who suck have plenty of confidence. <laughs> 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 I'm not trying to be a hater because in our community, we I'm not saying people suck in our community at all. I'm saying that there's a lot of people that have this incredible audacity yeah. to just to just push, push, push everything out there on every channel and every yeah. platform that they can. Mm-hmm. But the craft isn't where you want it to yeah. be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the attention feels the same. For sure. You get, they get the attention and it's like. You know, and by, on the opposite side of that, they inspire me. I was looking at it, I was like, damn. They doing it. I, hold on, man. This yeah. video ain't that bad. Let me go and push this. You know what, I'm so. what do I have in the drafts? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and um, Traylon, I know that you were uh, with at LCC, um, yeah. actually leading up the the BSA, the Black Student Alliance, right? Was uh, that right? Black or? Student Union. Union. Sorry. Yeah. BSU. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So when I started uh, at LCC in 2018. Um, I really didn't find like, you know, a home there, you know, people I could hang out with, you know, a, a, a place where I felt comfortable going and studying and stuff like that. Like, you know, the library is one thing, but, yeah. you know, somewhere else, you know what I'm saying? That's real confined. Um, but a good friend of mine, Jeremy, Jeremy Thompson, Tom, uh, Jeremy Thomas uh, was going to uh, LCC at the time. And um, he was working with the Black Student Union. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was he was just like, hey, man, you should come check it out we have a meeting you know and uh that's where i kind of found myself with a lot of other black people and you yeah. know learning more about the different cultures that was on campus and stuff like that and um yeah it helped me you know while i was going to school because again you know lcc is 98 percent white <laughs> um but you know i'm how much I'm, uh 98 wow I believe, I believe it but yeah yeah so you know huh um it's a it's a PWI, you know, predominantly white institution. Yes, so, it is. Um, just being, I mean, it's named after one of the most prominent pro-slavery. Right. Joseph Lane was yeah, a, Lane. was right. one of the most prominent Oregon politicians in the 19th century, and his right. whole claim to fame was he was the vice presidential candidate Dig. on a fully pro-segregation, pro-slavery plat- platform. Dig. That's not to take away from uh, the international um, background that they have on the campus. Like, they have a big, yes. big background of international Oh, students. I love you walk in and you see the flags. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, but, you know, I'm... You know, I want to see some of my people, too, you know, in my culture, too, you know. So um, being a part of the Black Student Union helped with that because it was like, you know, we got people who are going going to school, trying to get their degrees. But also we have this space where we can all communicate and get to, you know, get to know each other and know about things in the community, what you're doing in the community, what you're looking to do when you get out of school and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, man, I worked myself up from being a secretary to uh, the president of the organization. Well, oh. thank you for your yeah. service. Honestly, yeah. man, I mean, I mean, my um, career trajectory that I want to do is is finish up my master's, which is in leadership and higher ed, That's and then get a doctor of ed degree, which would take me about three years extra to go into student affairs work on mm-hmm. campuses. And because, you know, what you provided there was a massive, massive reservoir of value for those, for not only those black students, but for the whole community, man. For sure. Um, one thing that I've seen in my time working with college students in the past as like an RA and stuff like that is, you know, 18 to 22 year olds, 
They have a lot of the same needs as seven, eight, nine year olds. You know, they, you know, you take their <laughs> building blocks away. They might cry. You know, I right. mean like, like we're just like, we're all still yeah. very young at that point. And, mm-hmm. and, um, they need those supportive networks. And often I would say too, you're talking about like, Oh, what do you want to do after you get your degree or whatever? Um, there's just a myopic and the, the academia of it, like, forces you to have a myopic view of like well i got a's on all my classes so i'm succeeding in life right right and like i got this and, and that's gonna get me this degree and then i might go to this school so that means i'm doing what i need to be doing right but the deeper consciousness Man. of what you're doing as a participant in the world is way more than what's on your transcript right. and all that shit so you know how they tell you like you, you find your best friends in college like those lifelong friends in college and yeah you can't you don't want to miss those moments where you can meet those people where they can be your friends forever, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. You know, especially going to school. I'm just saying in Eugene, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a person that comes from a, a cultural background and going to a school like Lane or U of O, you know, you want those friends or you want those people around you that you can communicate with, you know what I'm saying, vibe with. Yeah. Um, and then we are doing this on June 16th. On Sunday is going to be Juneteenth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Juneteenth coming up. Shout out celebration. Fuller, Drea yeah. Smith. Yeah, really and we got Father's work. Day coming with it too. You yeah, know what I'm saying same day. You know what I'm yeah, saying. Happy Father's Day to that's pretty cool. All you fathers out that. there, and mm-hmm. you you as well, Trey. Appreciate you. Appreciate oh, you. Especially yes. a lot of black fathers holding it down. You know. Yeah, it's, man. Got to hold it down, man. Got to hold it, it down. Honestly, I think we might have talked a little bit earlier about media, maybe even before we started rolling, but the media just. Does would would have you believe that black fathership is not a thing? For sure, you know, black fatherhood is not a thing. Not to say that the community is not allowed to speak on the issues that the community sees within itself and try to hold individuals accountable to be responsible parents and all that. Right. But it's fucked up, man. Like, there's self fulfilling prophecy. If you're a young, I have to imagine if you're a young African American in this country, you are not being told that, you know that's part of your role you're told to go spit flows or hoop it up for sure jail and that's what the meat and and we've thought about what representation means in Mm -hmm. the media but that doesn't but it's still an iceberg pace you know what i mean i'd say you could just because black panther came out you know like everyone always wants to point to one or two successful movies with a diverse cast and and act like the other 95 percent isn't still projecting the same bullshit right the narrative right yeah. So what are you what are you guys excited about with Juneteenth? I'm trying to uh, first of all, like I'm back in Eugene. Like I haven't been here in a couple months. Yeah, so just to see the community that I've I've grown to love since uh since I've been here, like I'm super excited to see everybody. Like and and uh and on top of that, just to celebrate. Like it's a it's a black celebration, you know, and love um it. and it's it's good it's always just good vibes. Like I'm just it's all around. I'm just excited about mm-hmm. and, and to perform. It's an honor, like, and I'm I'm honored that that I do get called back for this event because it's an honor to be there and it's a pleasure to to bring my energy, what I could do. So, um, yeah, yeah, excited. What time are you performing on Sunday? Because this is probably going to come out Saturday. Oh yeah, Saturday. Shout out. Yeah. I think. So. Oh yeah, shout yeah. out Sage Crow the Flock. Uh, we're doing a collaborative project at two twenty. Shout out. Yes, sir. And uh, I'm doing a solo set with New Intel at five p.m. Beautiful. That's awesome. yeah. Alton Baker Park. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and one thing I appreciate, too, about it is obviously it commemorates the emancipation of slavery and them finding out, I think, in Texas in 1865, I believe. But mm-hmm. 
this is not solely a historical academic exercise to observe Juneteenth. It's about the culture too. It's really about explicitly about black culture. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I feel like somebody coming into it who doesn't know all of the history of every different marginalized group in the country. Fuck that. Who cares? I mean, not who cares, but come, come learn and come be part of the present day community. Yeah. Yeah. Learn about it. And like, like the same thing, same thing. I I know a lot about black culture, but, uh, and that's American black culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. So, but then the same, there's other ethnicities that I'm still trying to, I don't, I really don't know that much about, but I'm in the process of learning that too. So yeah. it goes both. It's not, I'm not just focused on uh, black culture, black history. I do look outside of that and want to understand it and learn about different ethnicities and cultures too. When I was so, living in Minnesota, cause I'm half Japanese. I know a little bit of my own Japanese history and a little bit of Chinese American history. And cause, cause Asian Americans have a little bit of a Asians in general, uh, notably, are beefing a lot of the time with Dude. each other, Dude. but but in you in uh, America, you know, there's the common struggle that can kind of forge those bonds within Asian Americans for sure. Um, but one thing I had yet to really learn about, besides from the movie Grand Torino, was <laughs> the Hmong people. H M O N G. Right, a lot of Hmong people in Minnesota. Mm. You know, and this is a people that are displaced on a na- nation level. They don't have a homeland country anymore. Uh-huh. You know, and so. That's like almost not nomadic because they're not really moving, but not that home, the un, yeah, basically what I said, not having those, that homeland. Right. Um, so I was really appreciative of learning about, and there's like only like, oof, I'm going to butcher it, but there's not many last names in the Hmong community. Everybody has one of about 15 or 20 last names. Mm-hmm. Lore, L-O-R is one of them, um, a bunch of them. So, um I love that opportunity, mm. and I hope people have that opportunity. I know that Dr. Lake is speaking. He always puts it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, he always, yeah. I always oh, learn yeah. 10 up. things from here. Listen to him for 10 minutes. Yeah, man. Shut so up. Dr. Johnny Lake is hopefully going to be on a guest, a guest very soon as well. Um, right. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, Juneteenth. Yeah. Um, and then you talked, uh, Marcus, about... Marcus is M5, which is five. I don't know what to call him. Vibe. <laughs> they call me five. <laughs> they call me five. Uh, five, five, five. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also know about you that you have a history, I think, in the U.S. Army. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, I was in the military. Getting to travel. Okay. And then did mm. you do some traveling from that? Mm. Did that... Um, Tell me about that experience in general, but like um, as a black man in the U.S. Army, you know, what was that kind of like for you? Yeah. I mean... That's a whole nother podcast because that's a long right? story. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting because I grew up right out right outside of a military base. Mm-hmm. So when I went to school, uh, it was it just mixed. I mean, I mean, I said majority black. It was a good mix of black and white folks, and then it was a good mix of every other ethnicity. Just because, like you know, people from the military they, yeah. they come from all over. So yeah. Yeah. I grew up in that environment. That's what I thought, honestly. You know, that's what you think. I thought, I thought the whole world was like this. The whole America was like this. I was like, in my head, there's no way that some areas are predominantly black or predominantly white. Like, I didn't know that because I grew up in such a, a mixed culture. Right. And then when I left and I joined the military, that's when I opened my eyes. Cause I, I, I ran into this one white dude and we were talking. He's like, man, I never met a black guy in person. And I'm like, I thought he was lying. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was lying. He went through a culture shock right there. <laughs> no. yeah, I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him. But then as I got older and I started understanding the, the word a little bit more after traveling, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, like, there are places like that. You know, I didn't know at, the, at, a, at that young of an age. 
right over here in Springfield, there's probably people growing up that have never had a conversation with a black person. And that's to me like it's 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 sad to be and honest. And Eugene, I'm not yeah. trying to just say no, Springfield. Yeah. Talk about it. And it, it's sad, but it, maybe it's not even that far. Maybe it's unfortunate that like even growing up, they don't just have access to be around different cultures. Mm-hmm. And I learned, so I didn't know how valuable that was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like doing, that. and then on top of that, traveling with the military. Like I, I, I was in Germany. You know, of course, I was in the Middle East, and uh, I was, but I was in Europe. I was in Asia, and actually to be in those cultures and live there for years, like that taught me so much at such a young age. To where like uh, I came back to the states, and I'm like, like it kind of like my, it felt like my your your brain split, and he's like, oh man, like yeah. like what is going on in America? Like once you leave, you have to leave and it's get away. From, you know, you're, you're, you're in a relationship, right? Uh-huh. Your yeah. friends are saying like, man, like this is toxic. I didn't get out, but you can't see it. Once yeah. you get out of it, you look back, it's like, man, they were right. You know, I feel like that's a lot of people's relationship with America. Like they're in it. They can't see it until they leave. Once they leave that's and they experience something else and come back, boom, my eyes were open like that, bro. I couldn't even, and I felt like I was going crazy. I still wow. feel like I'm going crazy. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's interesting. Yeah, it opens your mind up so much, and and as, and as being a black male, like I feel like that opportunity is just not naturally um, given to us, Mm-mm. or like or open to us. Mm-hmm. So the military did open that for. I didn't have any money for school. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have. I have no access to anything. But like the military gave me that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With the cost at the same time. Of course. You know so. Um, I'm glad you didn't pay the ultimate price. Yeah, <laughs> and RIP you put your life on. Yeah, RIP to my brothers and sister that yeah. did. You know, so, um, um, but that in itself is is you know, like even times when I want to give up, like I think about them. Like man, they didn't make it back. They didn't get to 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 come out of that situation and, and look back at it and reflect. Like man, like what did we really do this for? You know what I'm saying? What, what not? Yeah. They, didn't have that, they didn't have that chance to live life after the military. So like, sometimes I think about that. It's like, man, I'm doing this for them. Like when I do music and I'm on stage and like, man, I'm alive and I get to, I get to share my vibrations with other people. And I think about them sometimes, you know, and I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm here. Like, and I, I, I want to give that because they're not able to do that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? So um, I wonder what, to what extent you've been able to network with or converse with other vets like after your service because I feel like it might be more of an isolated situation for a lot of people. It is. Especially like say Eugene, there's not a, I mean, there's vets here of course, but I don't feel like there's a huge community. Like say if you're like living right outside of a base. I don't think we have a VFW, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure. Um, But uh, I mean, it is traumatizing. Sometimes I don't want to think about it. Sometimes like it's hard to, but I do have, you know, our vet friends, my vet friends, and you know, we talk about, all of it, you know, we, you kind of have to make jokes about it sometimes because, like, that's all you really can do uh, if if you're not crying about it, right. you know. So, um, so it's 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 a lot to unpack, unravel, but uh, it's it's a slow process. A lot know? of layers well, to it. Thank oh, you yeah. for your service. Oh man, thank you. Yeah, thank man, you. absolutely. Every every uh, we have a lot of of people who I love who are peace activists around here, and I am too, you know. And but you know. Something to be said about having warriors in your mm-hmm. community, warriors who are willing to to fight, you know. Um, man, I don't know where to go with that, um, but... Oh, we can lighten it up. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Because I actually have... Okay, this is a little... Could be lighter. Could be lighter. Because I talk to a lot of people that are running for office, like in the mm-hmm. political world. 
Okay. And some that are already holding office. And I always make t- sure to ask them about music. But I also, when I have people that are more from the music community, I want to know kind of their views on politics. So usually it comes out some, somewhat organically. I don't have to ask them a direct question. With the politics people, I always have to ask them, okay, you got to give me what artists you love and you got to give me proper nouns. Don't yeah. just say, I like jazz. You to, I mean, tell me what, who, you know, you know, to tell Dizzy. Me what? Who? Dizzy, you know, <laughs> right. you know, Gillespie. Right. Give me some substance, man. Coltrane, give me some Miles. Substance. Exactly. Right. But, um, you know, who would you guys want to be president, man? Like, because we're sitting here with this weak ass president, and we're sitting, ah! this, we're sitting here, <laughs> and, and, and every president of the country has done atrocious things. Man. So, but I want you to dream big. You know, that's why it doesn't have to be, it can be lightning. Because like, you could say uh, Kanye West. Hey man, y'all need to go in. vote for Pedro. Writing them in. I think Pedro Maybe. got us, man. Hey, go vote for Pedro. I think he's the best <laughs> candidate right now. For everybody out there, go vote for Pedro next next term. Because I'm telling you, he got all of us. He got that nice bicycle. <laughs> yeah, you know? he's doing that's, the ramps. Hey, that's the hey. Y'all heard him here. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> hey, okay funny to think yeah. about that because i got the head of state video which i didn't know oh. i didn't know what it was going to come to be but sometimes i i think you know i just think about funny stuff in my head and so i was like good. what if i run for president 20 years from now and then like the whole world's different so like they want a hip-hop artist as a as a predecessor yeah. and it's like hey you did that video man you want to run for president i'm like yeah man sure why not, man? i'm pretty sure like all you need is a smart team around you the president don't make the, he makes decisions but he don't make all the decisions right that as goes. long as there's a smart team around them uh-huh you're good, you know, but, but he's just the is face. You're the one picking that team. I know, so and that's that, the exactly. If, right. and if you're just giving your homies favors, if you got a, if you got a whole team of scammers, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna look. It's gonna that's why, look. That's why America will be like, hey, damn, man, everybody's scamming in America. Why? <laughs> look at our politics. Yeah, po- yeah they, I mean, they're so, showing us what to do. And <laughs> you know, I, I I feel right now that's just basically what it is. You know, mm. if you team red in the house, that's that's what we've seen on policies. Yeah. If you team blue. Then you're gonna see a lot of blue policies. It's just really what team is in office, you know, yeah. and um, you know that's really what signifies the um, the years to come. You know, every every election, you know, whoever's in that office is what's gonna dictate what's gonna be here for the next four, right? Who would so. you want to see though? Because even if you had the, the cool thing about the presidency, you I could told have you a total Pedro. renegade. You did say Pedro. You're right. You're right. You could have it's a total renegade who. <laughs> Could just veto everything Congress does unless it's a has a super majority support, you know. So you you could have interesting figures. Like for example, I actually went a year ago or so, kind of in some Facebook comments defending The Rock, like like uh, because because some people um, who are liberal minded are like, oh my gosh, we can't just follow what the other side did and just elect somebody who has no experience, and it's like. I think that there's a few things that are not understood well about that job. It's a fucking weird, crazy job. I've been listening to biographies of U.S. presidents, and it's fucking um, fascinating. I bet. You know, a lot of them had bullets in them until their death. You know, like in the early, early, a lot of them had bullets lodged in their body somewhere from assassination attempts <laughs> mm-hmm. and still kept going. Like, it's a crazy job. Um, and um, basically where I'm coming from with that is like, the Rock actually, um, I, I genuinely think he ha- he does some of the things that those really like nerdy, <laughs> like Washington minded legislative people, legislative minds, senators and, con- and and congressmen, they're not very good at being inspiring. They're not very good at going out and, and looking like normal people in the right. world. And and um, 
ultimately like the the morale of the of the nation is is you know it's there's there's something to be said about the role that a president plays yeah. in that and then also i think he would study up i think he would you know he would put people around him that have done the work just as much as a lot of other presidents would put people around them that have done the work Real so cool. again i'm not endorsing but I wouldn't rule out and understand that, okay, somebody like that could maybe take some of those votes from the middle. And then if you got enough of those votes from the middle, you actually have a block of people that are voting and they're voting down ballot. You might be able to create a movement of change because um, these same old politician people are only going to get the people that are rigidly on their team. you know. And then it's just... It's just a war back and forth. It's the president comes in and tries to just their whole campaign is I'm going to do everything the previous guy undo everything the previous guy did. We're not getting anywhere. <laughs> We're not getting anywhere with. You're with right. Yeah, you're right. 21st century issues. We're mm-hmm. not fucking handling climate change. We're not understanding how to best understand and regulate technology right. and people's data privacy right. and cybersecurity right. because we have 80 year olds making our laws and I'm no no shade. I love y'all. In the greatest generation and the boomers, but I don't know. You could tell that I I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get these people's views on politics. Then I just rant at you. <laughs> so no, that's real. Though. That's real. It, it's 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 interesting. Yeah. You know, politics is an interesting topic. Yeah. Um, you it's, know, it's a gang members in suits. Come on, dog. You know, so like, you it know. just looked different. You know, the Yo, way but, I wow. look at them, man. That, you know, politics have done a lot to my uh, my culture, my um, my yeah. race. You know what I'm saying? A lot of brothers and sisters. So, you know, how I look at it, I think y'all just need to let the people decide because ain't that what it say? It's for the people. So yeah. let us decide. You know what I'm saying? Because what y'all doing right now ain't for us right now. Like you said, 80-year-old folks, look, ain't nothing to, against y'all. But look, man, you ain't living what we living right now. This, you know, it's people on the ground for right with now. the consequences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, again, I don't know what that looks like because again i'm not the president you know what i'm right. saying and i'm not saying i should be the president but i know i, I am. think you that I you think, are <laughs> <laughs> vote for pedro but anyway, <laughs> but anyway but um i really do think like we should start coming down to some type of reasoning where it's for the people like go back to the people bring it back to the people because i mean we the ones that's ultimately gonna have to endure it at the end of the day right and we live every day in this and this is something i thought about too uh, so I thought about this idea of uh, United Countries of America mm. just for the fact that you know America is so big you go to the West the culture is different from the South you know what yeah. I'm saying and, but you got these laws affecting both cultures right. you know and then you know you got the Northeast and uh, you know and California the Southwest area uh, and it's so big like Radically so to different. really yeah to really how, how are you going to please and the thing is not to please everybody but at the same time Look at Europe. Like, Europe has Germany, Italy, you know, and they have their own. I think they have their own. No, no, they're, they're on the euro. But uh, just different laws, different countries, different laws, different, you know, just, you know, the South has a different dialect than the Pacific Northwest. You know what I'm saying? It's almost just like, uh, you know, Italy from Italy to, I mean, it's, of course, different languages. But like, mm-hmm. but I was like, America is so big. Like, how how do you run a place this big? Like, you might have just have to chop it up just like they, have, like they do at overseas. Historically, you know? property uh, territories that are geographically large are very difficult to govern without author- authoritarian rule. That's how you get Russian authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. That's how you get Chinese authoritarianism. Very hard to govern in a democratic way a large territory, especially without the communication technology they had mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. But you're totally right, man. People are living very different experiences for sure all around the country. Um, what you're kind of 
asking for effectively is pretty tough, which is, hey, federal government, like maybe relinquish some of your power to the states, <laughs> right. or the, to the regions or the states or the, create something. Literally. And that's, they don't do it. They don't relinquish yeah, they power. They strong arm right now. <laughs> that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But actually the funny part is though, because their boss, their boss shit, they got their boss status mentality as the U.S., right? And the beautiful thing you mentioned about Europe Actually, they want to do the opposite. You're going to hear more stuff about USE. They want to make United States of Europe. You know, they want to make the Whoa. the EU, the European right. Union, into an actual country mm. where it'd be similar to what we do because they want to compete economically and everything. You know, it's fucking interesting. But when you want to break that down too, I looked at when I moved to this community. I see how this community uh, moved, and uh, when you look at communities, like you know, honestly, if your city, if your community is tight knit. You can't do what you want, but then again, you can. Like, yo, like, yeah. say, like, the whole weed thing. Like, you know, it's still, I think they're decriminalizing in a lot more places now, but like, when I moved to the West, it was still illegal in the South. It's you know? weird because the, the states are kind of acting yeah. as renegades on that because the federal mm-hmm. government's still saying it's a Schedule One, you know, so a federally funded program, anything like that, you can't have. But that, you know? but that just lets me know right there, like, okay, if. The state still did it. Like, so why can't we do other things? Like, if this community wants, like, this community or this state legalized, uh, decriminalized all drugs. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, like, it's one of those things where if, if that community and wants did it. Did the sky fall? Did we fucking <laughs> Man, land? That, that's interesting, man. Oregon is interesting, man. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting place, man. Very like how you said, Like how you said before, you know, what's happening here is not happening around, <laughs> yeah. around the rest of the United States of America. So Some people will never leave the bubble. <laughs> I know. I it's actually funny. You were talking about meeting people through your army experience. You're like, let's lighten up. I'm like, let's go back. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but just people who had never interacted with black people before. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, growing up here, I wouldn't be, I, I had a similar experience where I traveled in this academic program to New Jersey and met uh, at the Princeton campus with like with like 59 other like low income people of color basically. Mm-hmm. There was one white dude and I'm half white so it was like one and a half white people out of 60. For the most part, very diverse, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so you had, I just never had been around communities of black people. I knew like a black family or two here in Eugene mm-hmm. and... Um, and I'll tell you what, it was a seven-week program. Uh, shout out to Lita Scholars. And it was um, serious, amazing bonds that were formed. This is going into senior year of high school. So I was like 17. And I had loved hip-hop ever since fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Way Found it way more interesting than the rock music that I grew up with in general, you know? And because of the storytelling. and um, But I kind of believed I can't contribute to this. I can't contribute to this because look at me and I think there's something to be said about being self-aware but what happened was was actually meeting these communities of black people and then we would entertain each other after hours you know we would do all sorts of shit you know dancing and you get like salsa dancing with a lot of the the Latinx population and it was fucking great hmm. and um and somehow it came out that people were talking about the look at me now Busta Rhymes verse because that mm-hmm. was hot at the time and people didn't know I could do it, you know? You could Let's do it. Let's go. Because I'm feeling like I'm running and I'm feeling like I got to get away, get away, get away. But I know that I don't and I won't ever stop. Because you know I got to win every day, day. See the brother, brother want to pop me. Just, I could do it, you know? What? Right. Um, and you got that. that. You got that. That was dope. That was dope. Japanese people talk fast. <laughs> yeah, man. That it's, was dope. it's in my blood. So, um, 
I did it, and everyone went nuts. Mm-hmm. And I did it with this kid, Demetrius, who was a, who was a g- beautiful, gangly, lanky black kid from Detroit. And we fucking got along so well after that. We started having more rap battles. We started having more rap battles. And I just came home, and I was, and I came home, and I was like, "Yeah, no, we got it. We got it. We got to do hip hop out here. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like people mm-hmm. need to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so so I just massively, mm-hmm. massively made changed my whole mentality of confidence and thinking I could actually, I could actually contribute. And I'm trying to get back into it now more because yeah. uh, life gets in the way sometimes. So yeah, I man, hip hop like is an expression, bro. Yeah. yeah, man, I love hip hop. Hip hop is an expression, bro, and it's like you know once. Once hip hop gravitates to you, and you ain't no letting go, man. You know what I mean? And it hits you. It hits you hard, and you know from any angle, dancing, like you said, dancing, storytelling. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is everything, man. And we do it every day in our lives, and that's 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 the beautiful thing about it. It's like anything could be hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's just you got to look at it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't just rapping at first. Nah. The five. Nah. The five pillars of hip hop. Yes, sir. So that's what's yes, sir. And the dancing. Yes, sir. And the, and the, and the DJ and, and the arts and All the knowledge. Yes, knowledge man. is part of it. Yes, that's what's man. beautiful about music. It's like, like I said, people who might resonate with this one artist, they don't know each other, and they come to this one spot, and then it brings people together. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I love about the aspect. And I, honestly, just being in the military and then going to the arts, completely opposite spectrum. I feel like it's almost like destruction you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. then you got creation but wow. then without cre- destruction you wouldn't have creation so it's like it's almost like this weird kind of cyclic thing that happens and one of the things i did notice too like when we're when we're deployed you know and like you said like some people you just you know because of what you look like say i'm black sure. some people just don't like you For you know sure. what i'm saying but because we we're deployed we we're stuck on this on this base for a year together wow. had to, we had and then on top of that we had a common i wouldn't say enemy man because honestly like I don't look at them as my enemy, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sure you were pressured to. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a brainwashing. For you sure. know what I'm it's a brainwashing and they do that in the media every day. But uh uh I realized after coming back there's so many friendships that were made because like we had to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then you start realizing like how many things you have in common. Mm-hmm. So you had to be around this person. If you don't even like them, mm-hmm. you had to be around them and after you start sharing stories and you start mm-hmm. opening up, you start seeing like, oh shit, we ain't too different. Mm-hmm. And then coming out of that, so it was it's war destructive and it was really sad to be in that environment to see it, to participate in it, but at the same time, I saw what that could do on the opposite realm too. Like it brought you know, you had, a, you had a common goal. You wanted to get home, and, and it brought, it made people want to survive, and, get to, and because of that, get to get to know each other enough to care about each other to to want to come home. All I'm gonna together. get you home. Yeah. We are gonna get home together. We yeah. here together. We gonna get home together. Yeah. So like, that's why I started thinking about music, man. Music's the same way. It's just in a different, it's in a different realm for sure. Wow. You know, so because all types of people mm-hmm. come around, and you know, that's where. You see today, like, you know what I mean? Hip-hop has expanded to so many different, you know what I mean? Just the subjects. Big genre. And, yeah, and yeah. Screamo hip-hop. Like, they got man, it's, you know? it's, it's, it's branched off, man, and that's the beautiful thing about it, man. It's, everybody got a little hip-hop in them, man. Even them people that's up there at the top, they'll be like, man, I don't like listening to hip- that bull stuff. Turn that bull stuff off, Jimmy. Nah, no, you, you know on. you like that high stepping. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You Get put on that right beat. You see you that tap in You see shoe? that tap in his leg like, uh, 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 uh. Hey, Jimmy, turn that up a little bit. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Yeah. All right. This is great. I need to have duos on the podcast more. This is fucking good. I just let it ride. Dude. Honestly, though, with hip hop, too, is you're seeing an increasing 
understanding of it in the ac- in the scholarly world of like oh Kendrick can have a Pulitzer and it's like mm. yeah that's not that revolutionary for that <laughs> the, damn is the one that got him the Pulitzer it wasn't even Tim Pimp a Butterfly yeah. right. I can think of f- 500 albums that are, that are more like literarily like credentialed and 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 credible mm. than damn and damn is fucking damn is my favorite kendrick album yeah. actually but um because they kind of like the pulitzer people were probably looking at themselves like you know what we might have uh, fucked up a few times by not considering this community before mm. and so I, I like seeing that it's more like included in school english courses and and stuff like that at every levels and that does make me want to talk to you guys about i think we probably had three as three individual human beings we've had three different experiences with the american schooling system uh, american school system being the context yeah. under which people learn about just about everything beyond Man. their world and yeah. then also learn about who them, they they are in a social setting from the most developmental of ages and um i have to just imagine that you guys' experiences were different than mine in a lot of ways, like not just from being black. Like I had this experience where just like teachers just trusted me. They could step out of the classroom and have me leave the classroom. You know what I mean? Like they very much like um, let me off easy, right. <laughs> which some would say it's because I knew the shit, the shit, so I earned it. But it wasn't really that I earned it. It just happened. And my dad was really... A, uh, a guy who instilled a lot of that stuff and mm-hmm. I we get, he bought us books and stuff like that so mm-hmm. whereas I could see truly the inequality schools being a place where inequality is like introduced to children as the norm and, ex- right. and you have to accept it and that's fucked man so so I could see other people who are just as just as insert X here smart mm-hmm. capable talented mm-hmm. charming outgoing for them it wouldn't be it wouldn't be, oh, he's just a little bit uh, talkative in class. It's, no, we send you to the principal's office. Yeah. You know what I mean? We call that the school-to-prison to pipeline. Exactly. Yeah. We, and, and it's very real how it sets paddle. up. Yeah, for sure. You got that they predict prison populations based yeah. on the kindergarten test scores. And yeah, generational. So so I just want to hear you guys' um, experiences. We don't have to spend as much more time on it than you want. We could hit so many topics. It's been an hour right now so experiences in school yeah yeah i'm curious about what you wish could have been different or what just uh, what it was like history was of course i think we <laughs> I, I learned more on youtube about real history like and granted like no I, I, people are like i fact check I, it's not like i just see something believe it i do actually do research you awesome. know so uh, just just understanding how much i did not know and certain things that i was like man this this actually should have been in the school. Like, I don't know why. Granted, you can only stack so much, you know, throughout. I mean, there's so much information. This right. history has been longer than, than we've been alive, of course. So, um, but some of the stuff, like, man, I really wish they taught real history in schools. Because uh, right. I, I love history. I love, that was one of my favorite subjects in, in school because I'm like, man, like, just to, to know, like, everything in the past. And I'm here, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If any one thing would have been different for one of my ancestors, I would not be here. You know what I'm saying? So just understanding that everything happened in the past and I'm here. I think that's like just to really understand the path to know where to know where you're going, but understand understanding the the true history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get Dude. back on track, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh factor. I folk. almost was yeah. a history teacher and I probably mm-hmm. will be a professor and stuff where I I probably will teach people who will become history teachers, but not really directly in the history stuff itself. The fascinating thing, I don't I feel like I I 
I'm going to try to shorten my little monologue here because I don't want to talk over you guys. But mm. what you're telling me is there's a term uh, used sometimes around like history teachers called coverage fetishism, where there's so much fetishism around the idea of covering everything, cover everything, mm. right? So you have, but the calendar doesn't allow it. So you have just like rush through the Mexican-American War in a day. And you know, right. all these important War of 1812 in a day. A fucking, you know, Stonewall LGBT rights in a, in a half a lesson, you know. For sure. And so you, you covered everything, but you didn't, no one's going to remember it because you, <laughs> because you just did the bare minimum <laughs> yeah. on each topic. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's, it's more the progressive-minded educational spirit is not coverage fetishism and instead is critical thinking. So yes, you might not be able to hit every topic. But there's probably some of these topics we don't really need. (laughs) And instead, go deeper into certain and have kids do a project, have them do go out and interview a veteran, you know, like, you know, really be invested in it because that's what you remember later. Mm -hmm. And then you can take that critical thinking skill, go to college, and then you'll learn everything about about the specific, whether it's African American history, Asian history, you know, then you can go deep. But we don't need to fucking try to hit every little thing, especially because most of what stays in that coverage uh, fetishism zone is just, oh, well, of course we couldn't take out, I don't know, William Shakespeare from the, from the big, you know, and but we should have more diverse authors and we should have more diverse voices, but none of that can get in because they tokenize and have like one month out of the For year, sure. one book out of the For whole sure. unit where, you know, because it's like, well, we can't take out the Tempest. Like, yes, you can fucking take out the Tempest. You, we can take out Othello. Like, yeah, no, nah, that's real. Yeah, so that's, that's real. Um, but I don't mean to just like get too hyper specific on that. I I just wanted an open topic on on education and what you guys experienced. You know? Yeah, um, you know, uh, going back to that uh, school to prison pipeline. You know, in my community in uh, Las Vegas. You know, that's what it was, you know, and kind of going back to what you were saying, Thomas, like, you know, either you're going to be a ball player or a rapper, you know what I'm saying, something like that, you know, and uh, the majority of my time, you know, from middle school to high school, that's what it was. I was playing basketball, um, trying to, you know, get to the NBA because really it was like the teachers were like babysitters, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They really wasn't assisting us, you know, if you was a student that knew – about what you what you wanted to do when you got out of high school, that's different because your parents were, you know, gaming you up and everything like that. But for an average student that was just going every day, it was like they didn't really want to, you know, take it a step further. They didn't really want you to even have the critical thinking skills to even be like, hey, when you go outside of this school and this dude come up on you and tell you where you from, this is how you should address him. You know what I'm saying? Instead, we we learning about William Shakespeare, yeah. and, yeah. and and what 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 the Bernstein Bears. <laughs> Half of that shit you learned about him isn't even true. Either also, it's just fucking you know, like well, we think that I'm, he was this, and the, you know, yeah. like literally, like you just bears. baby fictional, fictional bears <laughs> instead of real you know, shit that affects you. Like George Washington, he he owned slaves, but. This is everything else that he did. You know like, let's what focus I mean? on all this like, stuff. You know, like yeah. the real Jefferson stuff was, was going really on. Bad. Jefferson yeah. trafficked over six hundred enslaved people in oh, his yeah. life. But we're he, just we're just learning about all the other stuff that he did. Other than that, like, well, we'll, we'll touch on that, and then for, they just for real, <laughs> for real. But the real, you know, the real stuff that was going on outside those doors was that's real life. You yeah. know, you got students that that didn't eat last night. You know what I'm saying? And they come into school trying to still learn and. You know, do all of these. These are not things that those 
teachers was looking at, you know, in my in my community. They were more focused on just like get in and get out, push, push, push. You know what I'm saying? You come in here, yeah. you sit down, you take this paperwork. If you don't want to do it, you get an F. So what, dog? Right? Yeah. You know, if you playing basketball, and that was the great thing about playing basketball because you're not playing unless you got your grades right. So it just made you yeah. have this mindset to want to go to school, to want to be more interactive, to talk to your teacher and be like, what is this? You know, to have that critical thinking. Because if you're not, you're not playing. You're not yeah. getting the girls to come see you and wear the number on the cheek and everything. You know, you got you're your at mom the home game and she's wearing your road jersey. You know what I'm saying? That you, it, that feels good. <laughs> of you know, it does. you can't. You know, and that, like like when you're a kid, those types of things, those that's dope. But it's like mm. that's not it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why are we implementing things in the school where it's like if you got somebody that's over here trying to be the chess champion, chess champion of the world, like have things surrounding his education around that. If right. this kid says, like, man, you know, I'm not really into the to the numbers game, but I like shooting dice and I know how to count my numbers up like that, mm. like, put them in, you know, you better have a gambling class or something. You know, I'm just saying, yeah. you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 it's kids nowadays, they shooting craps outside of the school system where they, man, I'm just trying to shoot dice right now. I ain't trying to really go to, you know, have something that's acclimated, like, okay, let's put them up on in the Russian roulette. You know, have things acclimated to what real real life things, right? Yes. What's going on in your community? What's going on in your community has to match the education that you're receiving. Yes. If we're going through poverty, why are you not telling me about stocks? Why are you yeah. not telling me about life insurance when I just see my cousin pass away in the street the other Doing day? Doing taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know, wow. these are wow. the things that we should start implementing in school because, you know, right now, you know, William Shakespeare can hold, bro. <laughs> real talk. Dude. We so, don't really need that right now. You know, what's, what's Pythagorean theorem? Hey, I fuck with it. <laughs> but we don't need you right now. What, 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 Newton's law? You hella dope. Yes. But his baby's out here dying right now, and wow. I need you to really look at that. That's the nuanced discussion we need, and he made it so simple and easy to understand. It's mm-hmm. not fuck those things. It's like, okay, but what's the priority? And don't mm-hmm. get rid of that, but what's the priority? Yeah. Um. Johnny Lake, who we talked about, he posted 12 hours ago, teacher advice, don't say equity unless you understand and practice its meaning. It's not a biscuit for each child. Equity is not equal. It means we meet each child where they are and provide what they need to learn and grow. Now, this man, people want to act like equity is like this brand new thing and this brand new word and topic. And fuck that, dude. He, we it's were in trending. a group. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, and it's Pride Month, so everybody's got rainbow profile pictures. That means that they're fucking fighting the systems of oppression. Uh, so um, he actually would do this cool thing called EYES, E-Y-E-S, Equity Youth Educators. Right? This is in like 2011. I'm with him on this. So this is a while back. Right, and he would do it once a week at Churchill, at North Eugene, and I think at one other high school, maybe Sheldon, and just convening these groups of people. And it was always over food because he always believed that food is a way that connects people, draws people in, have real conversations around it. And we would talk about how to make the community better. And he would take us, and it was mostly uh, Latinas. It was me and like four Latinas that were like kind of the stronghold of going coming to these meetings every every week. And we would, uh, he would take us to the College of Education at UO and have us present our experiences to these people that are becoming educators, you know. And so I just really appreciate, you know, people who, who are visionary, who are, and I believe that he is the reason that 
Bushnell University is called Bushnell and not NCU because they did him really dirty and had that negative press. Yeah, you're not along. You heard anything about that? Yeah, and I heard a lot about that. I 100% believe that's the main reason they yeah. had to change their I, name. I'm going to hold my comments for another time. But wait, wait, yeah, wait. I heard a lot about that what school happened? right there. Well, he made it made a file to complain about racist treatment from several powerful people at that institution on, and that they that became news and it was it he what did he did it on some do it on some on some fake ass bullshit no he he brought the he brought the receipts so i don't know the super details either did, i really don't did but you, uh did you know. see that uh the video a viral video going around with uh kids playing basketball they're on the cotton pickers team no, uh, have you, you I, have, I have seen it. Oh, oh, I couldn't because I, I, like I, I didn't know what people were talking about. Like, what are they looking at? I saw. I was like, no way. I seen a comment. Hit no the comment way. said What the oh, comment said? Right. He said, did, "What if that's their? Said, what if that's their neighborhood? <laughs> that's their origin." I looked at the comment. I was like, "Ooh, we." we somebody right, said, we, "Somebody said it's history." I'm like, no, "Yeah, don't yeah." They was like, "That's their origin. That's the. That's the." Whoa, we're that's gonna it. Have, that's what they represent. These kids. We're gonna have a Koreatown chinks now. Is that gonna be a mascot? Oh, like, bro, you, like, means I mean, you don't make it to the fucking mascot. The 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 logo was literally the cotton. I was just like, whoa! <laughs> I black kids that, playing yeah. on the team, and it was yeah. yeah, it was you know. So again, you know, we got to change the way that we treat these babies because really, these are the people that's ultimately gonna lead the world after us. Yeah. If we put these negative impressions on these kids, what is that gonna look like for our? Our place. This is our place of residence for everybody. Every you know also, human being though? right now. This is our place of happiness. And for us as Americans, we got to look at that. Like, we're raising these babies and we know the truth. If you know the truth, let that shit out. You know what's let crazy, though, ball. too? Look High school athletics. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, so much racism, right? Off so top. like, So, like, and that's where these white, privileged kids who go to these usually rich schools, like, you need to videos on videos everywhere right where a traveling team with more black students is, is coming out here balling and everybody and and they're mm -hmm. chanting in the crowd saying the most you know monkey all sorts of fuck and mm -hmm. it's everywhere right and that is where the, the administration doing nothing and cele and celebrating those students still and giving them whatever t-shirts and all sorts of shit yeah. is where they learn really really because mm -hmm. you're 14 to 18 when that's that's affirmed and you're okay, and it's actually celebrated. That's when it. Good luck. Good luck. Change. It's better. It's easier to build strong men, right, than to rebuild broken men. Mm. So that's where mm. it's. They're, they're not going to change. And look, well, they're well, just going to learn how to hide it better. Well, look, look, hey, look, with that protest, I mean, that protest did get us a little. I mean, this is that 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 one incident with George Floyd. You know, that spawn spawn off this huge protest. Yep. Uh, that last. I mean, I mean, we're still. Thank like, you for being so involved, Black Unity, man. Oh yeah, yeah. shout out Black Unity too. Um, yeah, and and just seeing everything, I remember I, I, I was like, I, I saw all these things like started, corporations started getting scared, and I remember I, I shared a story about the Redskins. I like, uh, I was like Redskins because I've been, I, I, you know, I'm just thinking about that for the longest time. I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. why? They still, and I read stories about it. I'm like, yeah, people have done petitions to do it, but they said basically they're not changing history, they're not changing tradition. And then I posted a story as soon as I was like. Redskins, you're next. Next, you know, like, well, next week. You know, I didn't, I didn't spawn oh. that whole thing, but oh. of course. But it was funny. The next week, I saw all the stories like Dude, watching Red Time. Yeah, but it yeah. took that. Yeah, it took that, and and that's why I was like, and like you were saying, we know. Why won't you just do it? You know, yeah, the they people. know. Cleveland baseball. The they used to have like a bunch of iterations of the most like 
caricaturized oh, yeah. oh, Native yeah. American fucking oh, thing. And yeah. so, but now it's called Cleveland Guardians. It's like, yeah. why is it called Guardians? Well, Cleveland has these bridges that they that they uh, honor these statues of people that have been significant in the city, and they call the the Guardians. That's beautiful. Mm. That do something like that. Right. People act like there's nothing else we could do. Oh, it's been that way. We can't make something better. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. So, you know. Dude, it's been it's been good. Sometimes it's good to let it be digestible cuz we could we could go for two and a half hours, but yeah. it's going to turn people off. Oh yeah, and I got to I got to uh, run. <laughs> Keep it digestible. Okay, what's one solution for something that you guys think is broken in society? That's the last question. So something that is broken in society in some way and then a solution for it. Communication is key. That's what Cruiser said when I had him. Yep. Communication is fucked Dope. up right now. Yep. Dope. Yep. Communication. Yep. How do we make it better? Talk to each other and have the hard. I mean, hard talks are hard talks. No, nobody likes to have those talks. And like you look at your relationship, it's really hard to have hard talks with your partner. You might, your voices might come up, but then you got to take a deep, deep breath and be like, oh, okay, cool. I was in the wrong. You was in the wrong. Okay, how do we move past this? You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things to know how to communicate properly. It's not just communicate, communicating efficiently and communicating properly. I can you know, so mm-hmm. I, I think that's a solution step forward you know what i'm saying and that's we've been doing that but maybe we're not doing it the right way all the time so it's a constant that. you got to be constantly pushing in that yeah. direction because it's easy to fall back on for sure easy lazy shit. for sure um you know not everybody probably ain't gonna like this but i think we should take away money and go back to the trading system Ooh. Federal Reserve, man. Ooh, yeah, so we got we got to chop them down. So much in there that we just you accept. Know. Yeah, we just accept. What, yeah. what is a Federal Reserve note? You know, what is that? What I is put a bag of, of almonds in front of you. That'll sustain you. Can you eat a pockets? dollar bill? Can you eat a dollar bill? Can you? You know, I'm like, why are we putting so much energy behind this piece of paper? You know, yeah. I think we need to go back to trading systems where it's like, you know, if you got sugars and spices, I got tobacco and this. You know what I'm saying? And we're gonna trade it out. You know, hey, mm. you know that's. It's probably far-fetched where it's like, man, we, we already passed that, right? But, I mean, we need to we got to look at a different type of uh, currency because this dollar bills, this, this, this money, yeah. it's, not, it's not it, dog. It's a also lot. designed on a scarcity model like where, I mean, like interest, for example. Like mm-hmm. what's interest? It's just predatory. It's saying, okay, if there's 100 of something and the bank says we're going to loan out 100 of something but we expect 100 ton back, there's only 100 of them. You're not going to get 110 back, so somebody's getting fucked. Yeah. That's built into the design. Yeah. So on a large scale, yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, promos. Uh, we didn't talk about your music as much as I wish, dude. Oh, no, I've got to be yeah. honest. No, like, I'm here to just to conversate. Yeah, but you, do you have anything? You got this, this album that you did. I'm really show Wildcraft, and I thought it was so cool, the space helmet and just the whole aesthetic around it. Yeah. And then you dropped the project a little after that, right? Yeah, I dropped it a week afterward. It's uh, M5. N5D crash landing. It's out now on all platforms. We've got I'll a music a video. In. Oh, thank you, thank you. We've got a music video coming out. Trey was actually in it. You know, nice. Cam made a cameo, but uh, it's uh, featuring Michael Leslie, uh, Blackamore, Yashua David. Um, collaborative track, and we're putting that video out hopefully in July. Shout out and, Fresh Pack Studio. Yes, yeah, so they Fresh Pack Studio shot that nice. and directed it. So uh, shout out to them too. Uh, yeah. And uh, got more music on the way. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I think I'm. I'm really kind of, really kind of, taking it easy this year. Okay. Um. And uh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. What? The riverfront. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So June 10th coming up, of course. June 19th, Sunday, on Baker Park. Uh, we got 
Sage Crow is actually doing uh, Oregon Country Fair with Sage Crow. Oh. Friday and Saturday. Wow. Uh, Monkey Palace. Uh, and then I think Sage Crow, the flock are doing another show the week after. Uh, don't get me wrong, it could be Big Dirty, but I could be wrong, so I have to really kind of go back and check. And then uh, Riverfront with me, New Intel, and then Munya is going on right after Munya. Check him out, Munya. Uh, I'm playing that day, Saturday the 23rd. Oh, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I'll be so the second yeah, act. It's so on 12 15. So if you can vibe there, uh, isn't Ozo Motley finishing that night, I think? They're mm. national band. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I think so. And oh, the yeah. fucking day, night before is Hyro. Yeah. So Hyro's opening it's for a, us. It's some big bands coming Hieroglyphics. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and do you have anything? But, but Marcus, while he's doing his promos, think about if there's any song you want to you want me to, to fade the show out with. Okay. And then that song, honestly, it's probably already playing right now. Uh, you've already been hearing it. But it's <laughs> um, a beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, so big shout out to uh, Lane Arts Council. They hired me to do uh, the Block is Hot Artist Showcase that's mm-hmm. going to be at the uh, East Park Blocks nice. right there where the Saturday market uh, is usually at in that area right there. Um, we're going to have Cameron Day, Theo Soul Energy, Justice Bada, awesome. um, APOC. You know, we're going to have Lola Buckwall come down, Charlita Holmes, Soul Bless, mm. DJ Smooth. You know, um, we're going to have... Um, special special uh, guests coming with a mural. It's going to be a mural wow. from uh, students in Lane County in the 4J School District. There was a contest for the best um, painting mm. or uh, you know masterpiece. Sure, you know, and uh, I think there was a group of four students or five students, and they are the winners. So they'll have their murals uh, at that event. And yes. Then, We'll have Honey coming down with the MOK mural that they did as well. So that'll be all there for the visual aesthetics. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I will drop you guys' social links in the description. Please holler at them. Get at them. Ask questions about how you can, you know, hey. if you got questions about these events, you know, just 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 build the relationship with these guys. They're mm-hmm. they're both wonderful people. I have a feeling this isn't the last time that this triad is gonna gonna do a podcast yeah. again nah so, man you know i appreciate you for having us on man for and real, too much man. still to discuss yeah. yeah man absolutely so anytime you guys are trying to promote anything i will i try to help in whatever way my little platform can so i got a i got a really good one hopefully since it's on here so we can remember if we have this again conference uh conference conversation not conversational mm. conversation <laughs> Com- controversial opinion. Controversial. Okay. Edit that out. No, don't give me. No, whatever. Do you want to tease it? I don't care. Yes. Okay. So it has to do with hieroglyphics and emojis. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Well, we're going we're gonna to get into that next time. We okay. I like that. Okay. What song do you want us to play the pot out with? We're going Cycles of Life featuring Michael Leslie, Blackamore, Yashua David. And yourself. Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. And Five Vibe, baby. Thanks for sticking with us, y'all. Take Broken care. Class. Peace. Hey. Oh, man. All right. It's about an hour twenty. <laughs> that was fun. Slipping and falling them up. Slipping and falling them down. Yeah. I'm slipping and falling. I come back. Yeah. I'm slipping and falling them up. Mm. A vicious cycle. I'm thinking about giving it up. Mm. But suicidal, I'm open to spilling my guts ha. I ain't no idol, I got regrets I can't take back, let it go, forget, forget Don't give a shit, that's how I feel I'm currently working on self I made a deal that I would heal If given a chance that I would kill for Winning the war, step outside and see my name on billboards ha. 
a pipe dream, yeah I know But a lot closer to my goals than I was before We're Trying to find peace of mind, but my mind has been at war Trying to sort through the chaos, but I find I'm finding more But I finally feel secure, just some time to grow mature If you feel I did you wrong, my intentions were as pure as they could be Moving fast, vision getting blurry in a hurry Catching up to where I should be Moving through the cycles of life I sit and I write, seek balance in the moment, dark in the light Low sublime, you navigate the rivers of time Removing all the barriers to free up your mind Yeah, true loving never fades away So we living in the now, not for tomorrow or yesterday Higher forces are at play So from the lighthouse of creation I shall never stray I put my all into this shit Ever since I had to sacrifice again But I repent Tell me if I make it to your gates Would you let me in? They don't play fair on earth Hold on, I need to vent Paying rent, a place to live The price of life is going down The world is getting worse Or maybe we just see it now for what it is A piece of colored paper make you rich Gotta pay to learn at these overpriced colleges It's gotten out of hand The government won't acknowledge it The public has been so tolerant They're covering up a pile of shit uh, Can't find my patience where the hell it went That shit has got me bent This shit has got me bent I'm slipping, I'm falling, I come back Preparing myself for combat Thinking I'm signing a contract I'm lighting them up on contact uh, I kept a promise, the hardest one to keep Will my message reach the masses? Uh, I guess we'll see As we moving through the cycles of life I sit and I write Seek balance in the moment, dark in the light Low sublime, we navigate the rivers of time Removing all the barriers to free up your mind Yeah, true loving never fades away So we living in the now, not for tomorrow or yesterday Higher forces are at play So from the lighthouse of creation I shall never stray I never stop moving forward One step forward relentless Live my life to the fullest Stay true blue to the realest No negativity, me no want no bad news Breastplate on it, upload and step to the groove Add your therapy for help you burn out the blues And in a day here if a good vibes you choose Music is the remedy Yelly, we elevate you with the melody Yelly, we keep it moving with good energy Yelly, we know have no time for no enemy No, no I'm so proud no, no, no. Tell me no, what no. you gon' do When the vibes are round Good, good vibes When good vibes Yeah, yeah, yeah.